Praise the Lord, everyone. This is Miss McMillan. I hope everyone is having a blessed day today. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we give you praise and honor and glory, Father. We thank you, Almighty God, for this day. We ask, Lord Jesus, that you cover us and keep us throughout this day. But we ask, Father, that this word today that you place before us, we ask, Lord, that you help us to understand this word. We ask, Father, that we take this word and we use this word in our daily walk. And let us be an inspiration to others who are drawn by the word within us. Thank you, Father. Thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, everyone. Let's get started. Okay. Uh, Timothy joins Paul and Silas. He came to Derby and then to Lystra, where a disciple named Timothy lived, whose mother was a Jewess and a believer, but whose father was a Greek. The brothers at Lystra and Iconium spoke well of him. Paul wanted to take him along on the journey, so he circumcised him because of the Jews who lived in the area, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. And as they traveled from town to town, they delivered the decisions reached by the apostles and the elders in Jerusalem for the people to obey. So the church churches were strengthened in the faith and grew daily in numbers. Now Paul and his companions traveled throughout the regions of Phrygia, Phrygia and Galatea, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. But when they came to the border of Messiah, they tried to enter Bethina, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Messiah and went down to Troas. And during the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. And after Paul had seen the vision. We got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. From Troas, we put out to the sea and sailed straight to Simophorus. 
And the next day on Napoleus, from there we traveled to Philippi, a Roman colony, and the leading city of that district of Macedonia. And we stayed there several days. Now on the Sabbath, we went outside the city gates to the river where we expected to find a place of prayer. And we sat down and began to speak to the women who were gathered there. And one of those listening was a woman named Lydia, a dealer in purple cloth from the city of Thyre, uh, from the city of Titeria, who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to respond to Paul's message. And when she and the members of her household were baptized, she invited us to her home. If you consider me a believer in the Lord, she said, come and stay at my house. And she persuaded us. Now, <clears throat> once we uh, were going to the palace of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. Now this girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. <coughs> she kept this up for many days, and finally Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the spirit left her. And when the owners of the slave girl realized that their hopes of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. And they brought them before the magistrate and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. Now the crowd joined in attacking against Paul and Cyrus, and the magistrate ordered them to be stripped and beaten. And after they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Cyrus was praying and singing hymns. Excuse me. Singing hymns to God. And other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake the foundation of the prisons were shaken and at once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prisoner's doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights and rushed in 
and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you'll be saved, you and your household. And then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. And at that hour, at the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a medal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. And when it was daylight, the magistrates sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. The jailer told Paul, the magistrate has ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave and go in peace. But Paul said to the officer, they beat us publicly without trial, even though we, we are Roman citizens, and threw us into prison, and now do they want to get rid of us quietly? No. Let them come themselves and escort us out. So the officers report this to the magistrate, and when they heard that Paul, was, Paul and Silas were Roman citizens, they were alarmed. They came to appease them and escort them from the prison, requesting them to leave the city. And after Paul and Silas came out of the prison, they went to Lydia's house where they met with the brothers and encouraged them. And then they left. Um, first of all, I want to say uh, Lydia was a woman that worked in cloth. And it's strange that she worked in purple cloth. Uh, look up the color purple. It's royalty. Um, has very a lot of good meanings behind it, especially pertaining to the kingdom. Um, during this whole process, and of course the whole town knew that they were in jail, but not only did the jail shake, but you can imagine the whole town probably shook. I mean, these were small towns. They weren't huge. Uh, so these, these people were scared. But the power of God, imagine the men that were in jail with them. They were too scared to even run out. They didn't know what was going on. But they knew that. Silas and Paul were men of God. Even the jailer himself knew. And this is one of the reasons why uh, sorry, this is one of the reasons why we're looking at this because um, his jailer was so taken back by what had happened that he turned to God, he and his entire family. And he realized that if anything could be that powerful, then he needed to be on that side. He was on the wrong side.
<laughs> All right, let's move on. The Lord, uh, when they had passed through Amphilipolis, Amphipolis, and Apoli, Apolonia. Trying to get these words right. Apolonia. They came to Thessalonia, where there was a Jewish synagogue. Okay, the other one is Apollonia, and this is Thessalonia. Okay. So I'm going to reread this again. When they had paused through uh, uh, paused through Amphipolis and Apollonia. <laughs> My tongue is getting tied up here. Amphipolis Apollonia, Apollonia, there we go, Apollonia, they came to Thessal uh, Thessalonia, Apollonia, Thessalonia, wow, tongue twisters, okay, uh, where there was a Jewish synagogue, as his custom was, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them, from the scriptures, explaining and proving that Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus, uh, this Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Christ, he said. Raised from the dead, this Jesus I proclaim to you is the Christ. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas as did a long uh as did a large number of god-fearing Greeks and not a few promoted uh and not a few prominent women uh, but the Jews were jealous so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace of course formed a mob and started a riot in the city they rushed to Jason's um, marketplace. Uh, they, sorry, I'm really having problems with this chapter. Let me just go back a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm going to pick up from... Uh, I'm going to pick up at three. Explaining and proving that Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. Jesus, this Jesus I am proclaiming to you is Christ, he said. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, 
as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and not a few prominent women. But the Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Cyrus in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some other brothers before the city officials, shouting, these men who have caused trouble all over the world have now come here. And Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decree, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others postpone and let them go. As soon as it was night, the brothers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea on their on the arriving arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now the Bereans were off well, the Bereans were of more noble character than the Thessalonians, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures now every day to see if what Paul said was true. And many of the Jews believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. And when the Jews in Thessalonia learned that Paul was preaching the word of God at Berea, they went there too, agitating the crowds and stirring them up. Now the brothers immediately sent Paul to the coast, but Silas and Timothy stayed at Berea. The men who escorted Paul brought them to Athens and then left with instructions for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. You know, it's sad that you see this all throughout centuries. Um, you know, people working uh, for the for the people working for their beliefs, uh, teaching others about God and the goodness, the good news that follows. And then you have those who are they make it their business to travel and try to dispel and despond and cause uh, grief and aggravation, uh, destroying the word that's being put out there. And they make it their agenda. And today we have people like that today that literally travel around and this is their job. Some of them get paid for this to go out and stir people up and get them upset over a lie that they're spreading. And so, you know, as uh, as believers in Christ, we have to be careful. Um, we actually, and I've always questioned this, why is it that we don't search them out and know who they are and when they uh, do these things, shut them down, you know. But... Um, then, you know, all that does is spark a fire and and then you have a roaring inferno. 
but there must be some way to uh, to curtail that situation, to head it off. Okay, let's move on. While Paul was waiting in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews. The Lord fearing Greeks as well as the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicureans and Stonic philosophers began to dispute with him, and some of them asked, what is this babber, babbler uh, talk, trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods, and they said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection, and then they took him and brought him to a meeting at Arrhenius, where they said to him, may we know what this new teaching is that you are presenting. You are bringing some strange ideas to our ears and we want to know what they mean. And all the Anthem, all the Anthians and the foreigners who lived there Sent their, uh, spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul then stood up in the meeting of Aeropagus and said, Men of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walk around and look carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this insurrection to an unknown God. Now what your worship as something unknown, I am going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in a temple built by hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needs anything because he himself gives all men life and breath and everything else. For one man, he made every nation of men. From one man, he made every nation of men, and that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he determined the time set for them and the exact places where they should live. Now God did this so that man would seek him and perhaps reach out his hands to find him, though he is not far from each one of, of us. For he, in him he lived and moved and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offering. Therefore, since we are God's offerings, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by man designed and skilled. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with judge justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men 
by raising him from the dead. Now when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, We want to hear you again on this subject. And at that, Paul left the council. A few men became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysius, Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Damaris, and a number of others. Okay, we are going to stop here today because as you can see, they they have traveled quite a distance, Paul and Silas, and they are beginning to gather uh, people uh, from different places uh, to hear the word, and many are believing the word. Of course, there are others, you know, they are used to their religion and they don't want to hear anything else, and so they consider it folly, whereas there are others who are very open-minded, especially in Greece, because they studied all kinds of religions, uh, all kinds of new ideas, and so um, they drew quite a few people there that believed. As today, we have sections in the world today where people are very interested and are willing to uh, learn more, where is some places not so much. Okay, we're going to pause here today and we will come back tomorrow and pick up in chapter 18. All right, thank you everyone for joining me today. This is Minister McMillan saying have a blessed evening and good night.